It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Good rush playing golf today. here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8th Grade Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa, alongside our co-host every now and then, David Muddy. Welcome back, dude. Good to have you, man. Every now and Good then. Good to see you. you got to be joking. I take one holiday back home, <laughs> and now it's every now and then. So, well, welcome. We got some good stuff today. I know we talked last week with Robbie about some um, live stuff. It's still going on. So we, um, you know, got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. So let's get started. PGA Tour, JT Poston went nuts this week at the John Deere. I think we should uh, actually have a poll, see if they want Robbie or me. Yeah, it's probably Robbie. Um, Did you see... Did you see him? Go nuts at the John Deere. Right. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? Well, I mean, nine under round one and just goes nuts. Um, just leads basically wire to wire. Not basically. It was wire to wire. <laughs> There's no well, basically. When you start it. off that good, it helps. It is. I, I think it's always a little bit tougher to go, you know, nine under and then continue to go. Normally, you see someone shoot a really low score and then they kind of fizzle out and come back to life. But good for him for holding on. On the for the John Deere win, yeah, I think uh, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, to say the least. John um, also the live event two in Portland finishes up, and Brendan Grace wins the individual, and then you know he gets four point four. The four hundred thousand was for the team event. I know you love that, so I think the South African government's happy with this uh, this live tour. Oh the yeah, their two team events. has won like. The last two events, hadn't they? Schwarzel and Grace. Yeah, yeah. They're all, I think the whole team is like South African. That whole It is, but they didn't win the team event this last time because Dustin's They team, did the first week. Yeah, the first week, not the second one there. But, yeah, I wonder if uh, the Saudis are going to pay the South African tax on that. Do they get taxed? I didn't realize. I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty I know sure, they get taxed yeah. in Portland. If you're a, if he is a resident of South Africa, which I'm sure he has a house there, then I bet he does. But maybe not. I don't. I don't know. They might pay that too. They. I've been paying everything else, at least from what I've read and heard. They're paying the caddy fees. They're paying all kinds of stuff for those guys. So uh, nice little check for Brendan Grace. I actually, I, I and I've said this at length, but I enjoy watching it because you get to see just not all the great shots. You get to see a lot of the bad shots. And actually, I thought it was better golf this event, you to know, be quite honest. It, yeah, the golf was better. Here, a friend of mine brought up a good point. I, I do agree with you. You do get to watch a lot of golf. You get to watch a lot of shots. But what you don't get is the buildup of the shot and then the reaction of the shot. And, and that's why it doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal because there's no buildup on everything. It's just shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. And there's no... There's no story. There's no story to any of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so... It does, that's why it doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal. And I didn't really think about this until he said it to me, but it makes sense. They don't, they don't say... They don't really talk about the lie. They don't talk... It's just like, okay, here he is. Shot, 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 shot. To the next one. <laughs> and he's hit. 
There's no build-up to any of it. And some people don't like that about the regular coverage because they do do a little too much of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're talking leading a golf tournament like that, that's what makes it entertaining. Yeah, you know? they, I would agree. The story for like on tour is always better. Like they always seem to have good stories going. Where this one, you're right, is shot, 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 shot. Yeah, they don't really um, seem to care about that. It was kind of interesting to see these guys. I want I, the they're coming down 18, and he's got this lead, you know. And he actually, Brennan Grace hit a unbelievable pitch from behind the green to take that big lead into 18 or whatever. In, yeah. But Brendan the Grace crowd really kind of came behind him, and they were like, you know, they were kind of excited about that. So it that was it was cool to see. I mean, again, I don't know what it means. I don't know what's happening with all these. Well, look, at the end of the day, if they don't get the world ranking points, and someone told me they don't meet the criteria of a world golf ranking event. I don't know what they don't meet. I'd have to look huh. that up. I, was I wonder talk- if it's number of holes. I was or- talking to Nick Nee yesterday. Uh, I don't know if it'd be number of holes. Maybe. No, because if 54. it's a rain-shortened event, they still yeah, yeah, get yeah. world ranking points. Uh, I don't know what it is they don't meet. Maybe there's not enough players in the field. 48 might not be enough players. I saw something that I don't. I kept hearing them say something about you have to finish in the top 24 to get points. They, I, I heard that a number of times during the hmm. whatever because they're only giving the top 24 points for like an end-of-the-year match play thing. So, hmm. yes, 48 are getting paid, but 24 are getting points, so I don't know. Yeah, but you don't, you don't get world ranking points for finishing – 25th in a PGA Tour event. It's only the certain, I don't actually know the number, but it's only the certain top. It might only be top, like the top 15, 15 or 10 or something from each event that actually gets well. You don't get world ranking points just for being there. I'm pretty sure you don't. Huh. That's interesting. That that will be huge. Yeah. Because if these guys. Well, I mean, yeah. You, you, your Kepkas and your Dustin Johnsons and your Phils, they've got exemptions for a while. Your Kevin Nahr of the world, he guess needs what? points. He's not going to be playing majors two years from now if he doesn't. Get world ranking points. Yeah, no, that's going to be huge. And again, I don't know what happens because I, I, I haven't heard. I've heard the American side of the Ryder Cup. They're not in. I don't know what the European side is going to do. I haven't heard an official announcement, seen an official for some of the Ryder. But well, you the would, Europeans you would, have a lot of people playing on that well, you tour. You would think it would almost be the other way around because the European Tour, now the DP World Tour, they actually run the Ryder Cup, whereas here it's not the PGA Tour, it's the PGA of America. So that's kind of, you would think that would actually be the other way around. you think the Europeans would be in more trouble with that because if they're letting these guys play the PGA Championship, why wouldn't they let them play the Ryder Cup? No. Yeah, that's true because that's run by... But you might, but you do have to be a member of the PGA Tour, I think, to play. So that's their classification. I did see that. Their classification is, I don't know, it might be A3, I believe it is, is they have to be a member of the PGA Tour to be a member of the PGA of America. Yes, you do. Now, whether or not they... As a playing professional. Correct. Yeah. That's how they're classified through the PGA of America. So if they're not on the tour and they resign their membership, Mm. they're not a member of the PGA of America. That's what I saw. Um, You see, here's, here's the thing. These people that, and you're kind of one of them, but not as that bad, I guess. But think about that. If you lose these people from the Ryder Cup, that is the best event in golf, bar none. <laughs> it, there is no event that even comes close to the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. It is the best event in golf. It's one of the best events in sports. Now, if you're going to lose 
the integrity of that event because the Saudis bring all this money in and it creates this divide, that's enough reason not to do it right there if you're a European, in my opinion. But it seems like a lot of those guys have been quicker to jump. Well, the older and- ones, right? I mean, Poulter, Westwood, Garcia, they maybe have one more Ryder Cup left in them, maybe. Well, and Paul Casey, I don't know what he's got left, but he just joined. Yeah, did he play in Portland? I didn't- no, he didn't. They. Um. It seems like they kind of wait to announce, mm. but he signed you know kind of towards the end of the end of the event the end of the week i don't know if he has some rider cups left because i was like how old is paul he's got to be a little bit older i think he's like um, 44 or something like that so the european tour and then interesting enough is i saw rory mcelroy who's been massive pga tour him and justin thomas have been going nuts where rory said something like kind of called for peace. He was like, we need some peace talks here where he was the other, the complete other way. 44. How good is that? And Carry then on. I saw him. Now Rory's starting to say like, we got to figure this out. Like, I don't know if he's starting to see things happen and the dominoes starting to fall. No, I think he's, I, I don't think dominoes are falling yet. I don't think you can even come close to saying that. The well, there's guys in the Scottish a- open this week that got, they got an injunction or whatever it was to yeah, play. Yeah, and I think it's only going to last until the judge rules on it again. But I I agree. Like, if you're if, – put yourself in Rory McIlroy's shoes. They probably offered him a lot of money, and he, said no, and he said no, right, because he wants to continue his legacy. And he has a ton of money anyway, but still, they probably offered him more than Phil or Dustin. They should have. $250 million, they, they something should like have. that. And he said no. So he's absolutely right to be upset that these guys made that decision and now they're actually being allowed to play this week. Like he should be upset by that. You you can't you can't do both at the moment. So I get that he's upset by that. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, they're starting to obviously cash more and more checks. I, again, you said it. They they had to have offered him. He's what top 2 player in the world. I mean, he's like he, they he's worth a lot of money if if you're like an NFL or NBA, he's probably the if highest. You co- if you combine everything, you combine talent you combine personality, interviews, everything. He's number one. Like, everybody wants a part of Rory McIlroy. Interviews, his interviews are great because he's completely honest every time. <laughs> he shows he's vulnerable. You know, you can see that when he plays golf. Yeah, I would I would imagine, other than Tiger, that was the biggest offer they made was Rory McIlroy. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just thought, I was like, ooh. Maybe Spieth. And he's, Spieth's another one that's He's like kind of gone... Which, again, I'm not saying he's going to LIV. I don't love to speculate, and I don't like all the press that's taking place. I think they're blowing these guys up again. Is it good for golf? Probably is. Like, it's a great time to be a professional golfer. We talked about that week, uh, that last week with Sean Carlin, who's out chasing the mini tours. Like, if there's a lot of options and a lot of money, that's better for everyone that's playing, really. But, I mean, again... You, then not you have not to if make it's dividing the game like this, it's not. I, I don't see how any of this is good for golf at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it's good for interest. I don't like the animosity there is between the two. I, I just, I don't know. I, you know, I saw Billy Horschel just went off on. They're calling him. I don't like that they're calling him. You know, I don't know what they're calling him. Traitors and all this stuff that they left. I think that's bad for the game, just because. There's a lot of good golfers out there and good golf and good opportunity. I thought the golf course in Portland was amazing. Like, they get to showcase that. I saw some people saying, we don't get to see pro golf out here in Portland a lot. Like, this was awesome. 
And then you have the detractors, obviously, like going nuts about it. So I get, we'll just have to continue to see how it's embraced. They're going to New Jersey, right? Next one, LIV is Trump's course. Yeah. Trump course. How good is that? So that's interesting. Um, you know, the Irish Open, John Catlin from UNM, he is in there and he qualified um, because of his T4 finish. For the Open, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's not playing this week. He's, he I'm week. not sure if he's playing this week. Surely he's playing. I know there's Catlin and there's also Victor Perez who's out there. Victor Perez is playing. Is, um, is Victor in the Open? I'm not, he has to be. I don't think he's, he is, man. He's up there but quite a bit. But if he is, that is, he would like it. He's won around St. Andrews. He won the Alfred Dunhill Links. Now, it's three courses. It's Carnoustie, Kings Barn, and St. Andrews, but two rounds at St. Andrews. He, that was his first PGA Tour win, a uh, European Tour win, I think. He'd be pretty comfortable I'll out there. I'll tell you if he's in there or not, because every, every person that is has the little symbol next to the name. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. So that's kind of cool local tie. You got Catlin and Perez possibly um, in there. Again, we talked about, you know, McElroy and the Peace Talks. Um, I oh, sent Andy Sullivan's not even qualified for this. I sent you this the other day, and I was, it oddly enough, is I think you and I the day before were talking on the golf course about this, and then the very next day it happens, but the LIV is rumored to be starting a women's league hmm. in 2023. And we were just talking about that I said, the day I said, before it came out. I said, if they want to shut all these critics up, the best way to do it is do this for the women. And then that, then these people that are criticizing them have got a, ser- a serious dilemma on their hands. And so do all the ladies. Like, what do you do for that much money? Because they, they, the LPGA Tour doesn't get paid anywhere near as much as the PGA Tour. No, they've had a couple this year. So like the US, the Women's US Open, I didn't see the payout of the Women's PGA, but it's get, it it's finally got better. better. It did. It was like 1.8 yeah. for the Women's US Open. But if they're going mean, to sit there and say... If they come in and give them four... Yeah, exactly. It's, and it would... It would <laughs> I, I mean i think there's to I be honest if they did that i Victor think Perez is in the open yeah. there's a huge I, I don't think the women have a choice because all those ladies that from south korea and asia and they're gonna go they're not gonna say no and then what do the american cordas and all them do because they're gonna be if all those if well here's, that, here's the problem and this is the problem it ruins golf as it is now like the lpg tour is done oh it'll be done it's done it goes away and that's not good no not because they do a all. lot of charitable stuff and that they have some great events and some great people this is the problem with the whole thing you can't it, it happened it's happened in in football uh soccer like in the premier league the saudi arabians well done actually yeah they just bought new yeah they did they and did. they're the rich it, it, yep. it's and it it does. It ruins the game to a certain extent. Man City, obviously, most of the people listening now are probably new to the sport because it's really been in the last like 10 years that it's become big. Man City, I guess you could consider them a bigger club, but they weren't doing anything until these guys pumped billions, billions into them and now they're winning. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not because you've got. Your Man United of the world, your Liverpools, your Arsenal's, your Tottenham, they've done it the right way. They've done it by winning and after years and creating and years. creating a brand. Yep, yep. They're not just they weren't just given all most people probably think Man United were just given all this money, but no, they they earned it from the ground up. 
And then you get your Man City and your Chelsea that just Newcastle now that just get given all this money. It's like they just buy the championship. They don't deserve that. Like, what, what, they didn't earn that. <laughs> they you still have to go and win, right? You still have to get a good coach. You still have to get good players. To get players. And you've still got to win. Of course it is. But when you can pay them whatever you want, because there is a financial fair play rule, but the only penalty is a fine. Or well, they'll just pay it. Just that. pay it. Who can, exactly. <laughs> you could pay it. They could pay it a million times over. It doesn't matter. I think this will be an ongoing discussion for us, like as more and more stuff rolls out. So I'm we'll sick just, of talking about we'll it. We'll just keep, <laughs> you know, seeing what happens. And um, we got, we'll have a little tiger talk on segment three. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. But we got to take a quick break. Catlin's playing. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're interested in the game of golf, please email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Gradies Golf Show on Let's get back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. You'll hear me talking to Mexico Golf Saturdays 10 to 11 a.m., um, we got to welcome in Mr. Matt Long from Sandia Golf Club. Matt, welcome. Hi, how you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you taking some time out of your super busy day right now. I know you're in the middle of golf season with tournaments and junior camps and every other thing that you do. Oh, no, no. I appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, we certainly are rocking and rolling out here. It's as busy as can be. and. We have uh, junior golf is is just blowing up, and uh, you know we have practice and lessons every single day. So uh, no worries. I think that's what all the PGA pros around our town do. Yeah, absolutely. Matt is actually our section president, so you know yeah, he's, he's a big deal. <laughs> Matt is a big deal. <laughs> so he's uh, like I said, he's super busy. He's got you know that stuff going. He's got junior golf. Matt, what's uh, Give us some uh, yeah, Matt, ideas what's happening over well, at Sandia right Well, now. first off, Matt, what do you think of the live talk? Come on, we're on the subject. What's your take on that? You know, I just think it's, um, you know, it's controversial for everybody, right? Some people think it's good, something that's bad. I'm personally on the, on the side that I, I personally don't like the live tour. I think it's uh, not good for the PGA. And, and, and with that said, it's, uh, you know, I, I can also tell you because I'm the president, I can't say too much on the live tour, but I can just say that I wish uh, I wish it was the way it was before the live tour started. I told you it's a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, I think um, you know it's 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 going to be interesting for everybody. It'd be interesting to see what the PGA comes out with. You know, come next year um, when we start getting some comments from them. Um, but I can just tell you, uh, you know, the one that I have always said is the most interesting to me is, is what is the Masters going to do? I think uh, it's, the, it's the biggest question to me. I know the PGA Tour is obviously a big deal, but, you know, it would be interesting to see if the Masters, um, you know, invites people from the Live Tour to play in that event. Um, I well, think that will have a, a big impact on golf. Yeah, the, the, like we've said before, the, the power in this are the four major championships and the World Golf Ranking people who make the decisions on who gets points. They're the five things that could completely destroy the live tour. If the majors say no and they don't give them world ranking points, well, guess what? You're done. You <laughs> might have a few years of some events, but these other guys, like a Kevin Nav we were talking about, in a couple of years, if he doesn't have world ranking points and doesn't play well in any of the majors, he's not going to be able to play them. He's going to be playing his eight live tour events, and that's it. And maybe he's okay with that, but... We, to get to that level, you're really competitive, and if you don't get to play the big tournaments, what's the point? 
Well, yeah, you know, and they talk about, you know, I think Tiger said it about legacy, right? Like, what's uh, yeah. what's your legacy living out of there? And, I, again, those those big tournaments, but, you know, those big tournaments are played, you know, all the time, but the Masters is at one place. It's one group. It's one invitation, right? So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they react to it and, and how much of an impact, like you said, it has on, you know, people wanting to play at Augusta, you know, not necessarily just in majors, right? So, um, I, uh, you know, the good thing I'll tell you is this. I have um, uncles and, and cousins that don't play golf. They uh, don't know anything about it, but they're asking me questions about it. So, you know, we're talking about golf. And so for me, growing the game of golf is the number one thing um, in, in my perspective, especially being president. So, you know, if we're talking about golf, especially people that aren't golfers, you know, maybe we'll get a golfer or two out of it. I think it's a good thing for uh, at least that perspective. Yeah, I, I, it's like the old saying, right? There's no bad publicity. It's all good. But at, right. end, but at the end of the day, it's because it's fresh and new, you know. It, it won't be that way forever. But, yeah, there might be a few people that come to golf because of it. But I definitely think it's tearing professional golf as we know it apart. I don't I don't see that it's good for that whatsoever. Right. Yeah, I know. I'd, uh, I'd agree. It's like I said, it'll be an interesting few years to find out how the Ryder Cups play out, how the, you know, all these majors play out and, um, you know, see, see what goes on. So, yeah. So, Matt, Matt is a huge Tiger fan, just like myself. What do you think? Is he going to win next week? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> it's a lock? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I saw him hit one shot this weekend, and he hit it close to the hole, so there's no doubt in my mind he's going to win. <laughs> I did see him chip in. <laughs> he also shot 77. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he meant to do that. It was on purpose. <laughs> I mean, 77 um, so, is not that bad. I, I got to tell you, um, I, I'm such a Tiger fan that I, I'm a, I would tell you that I'd rather watch Tiger play mediocre golf than some of these other people play really great golf so well his mediocre golf is better than a lot of people's <laughs> great golf well i don't know about 77s but well uh, you got to remember he probably just flown over there he was tired his legs knackered it was cold probably what? probably had a few too many guinnesses the night before it, well he's a he's a champion right he is a champion the, um I, you know, it's kind of interesting watching that tournament. That was one of my favorite things I've watched in, a, you know, I'd say a few, uh, a few months was, um, you know, how they did the interviewing of, uh, you know, of Tiger, how, how they interviewed his, his uh, partners. You know, I think he even uh, was talking a little bit about his swing and, and the ball that he was playing, you know, and so you could actually see that interview and how he was talking to his playing partners. Um, I, I thought that was fantastic, and I wish, uh, I wish there was more golf like that. Yeah, well, you can kind of really hear what everyone's saying. Yeah, I mean, when he yeah. talks about using a ball that has more spin to offset his golf swing because his golf swing's not the same that it used to be, uh, you know, I think he even let a bad word go on accident, you know. Uh, Tiger, no. Yeah, no, I think mean, <laughs> Uh, they apologized about it for it, but um, you know, for me, uh, just being such a fan of, of golf in general, um, you know, being able to hear him talk about some of the, you know, stuff he does um, and why he does it, I think that is just it's just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, just think if you had an auction or something and you got to spend five hours with Tiger Woods as a prize, I mean, they would just imagine that. Just imagine sitting there and picking his brain for four or five hours about golf. Right, or, he, he or, would say things that people have never even thought of. Well, or some of this other stuff that's not even golf related, you know. Yeah. Some of his, his foundation, his yeah, uh, you know, his business ventures, hell, you know, his boat. I don't know anything really cool. I just <laughs> I listen to it all, right? And I, I, that probably goes for most of them. I think it's a yacht at that level. Well, it is. <laughs> we would have a boat. He has a yacht. <laughs> 
I have a canoe. It's not even that boat. <laughs> uh, an inflatable one. Yeah, I hear that. So, so what's going on at Sandia? Obviously, the, the kids have got the All Stars coming up. They're all out there practicing. I know. I just dropped off my son and Ethan this morning to go practice. They played thirty holes. Um, talk about that a little bit. We had Nick on a couple of weeks ago, and he spoke about it too. But yeah, well, yeah, I'll tell you what's interesting is we have um, you know fifteen of our, our our better golfers that are coming out. Um, you know, they're preparing for their All Stars match here uh, in a few weeks, and so. Uh, you know, it's almost every morning I get here, and there's you know three or four of them out there grinding. Um, you know, they're out there hitting golf balls, they're out there putting. Um, you know, we always encourage them to go. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to give lessons to them whenever they whenever they ask for it. Um, but it, it's fun to watch a bunch of kids that you know truly care um, about well about golf in general, but they truly care about the person they're going to play with, right? They're out here practicing because at yeah. one point they're going to be paired with somebody that's. Um, going to rely on them for a golf shot once in a while, and so they they just want to be able to show up and make sure that they're a part of the team. So um, I got to tell you, ha- having um, you know parents uh, giving them access here is the hardest thing, right? So at Sandia, we're you know we're not close to everybody, but um, when you have parents that will drive their kids out and uh, you know essentially drop them off the golf course and you know let them learn some life lessons, it's a beautiful thing. So. You know the junior golf is big for us out here. You know we're having a bunch of you know golf tournaments out here. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know it's been nice after the pandemic. A lot of charities are getting back up and running, and they're they're hosting events. They're trying to raise money. Um, you know we have a we have a junior tour tournament coming out here. You know it's our Sun Country um, Junior Golf Tour is coming out here this next Wednesday. So we get to see a lot of the kids from around the state or city come out and uh, compete. And so it's a uh, you know, a real good thing to see these these young kids playing tournament golf and, and having fun while they do it. So, um, you know, overall, uh, you know, we're just staying as busy as can be. As golf is just blowing up across the country, we're just trying to stay uh, just trying to stay afloat out here and make sure we're providing some good golf. But, um, you know, I would just to to tee off on that. You know, that you know, I would I would uh, being the president would like to talk about the Sun Country Golf Foundation. You know, um, if you guys don't mind, I know. Yeah, uh, go for it. A couple of our programs that we do out here, you know, we work with, you know, obviously like we were just talking about the PGA Junior League is a big one for us out here. Um, you know, we also work with the First Tee. Um, this program is, you know, PGA Hope. We also work with PGA Hope out here. And, uh, you know, this is the program. We, we have a, a golf house, and the golf house includes our amateur golfers and our professional golfers. Um, and so within that, um, both found both both entities actually have a Sun Country Golf Foundation, which um, it's again, as I mentioned, it's it's three pillars: it's youth golf, um, it's as I mentioned, military outreach, so the PGA Hope program, and then inclusion. You know, we want golf to look like everyone. Uh, we want golf to look like um, you know our city. So, um, but the Sun Country Golf Foundation. If there's anybody listening, if you know, if you're looking to donate, it's, you know, it's a great great cause. You can actually just look it up: Sun Country Golf. Uh, dot com and uh, forward slash foundation. Um, you can donate, and um, you know, again, it's for a good cause. We we were, we we just changed it. It used to be just for junior golf, but um, we just changed it this year, and, we, and it's very important for us that it's not just junior golf. Now it's also our military, and you know, utilizing inclusion to get everyone playing golf. Well, Matt, and a couple things that I'll jump in real quick because obviously I worked firsthand with some of those things. But PJ Hope is for um, any military, you know active, not, you know, disabled, whatever, that that's always a really cool program. I think it's that's fantastic. run out at Twin is, Warriors with Zach. Yeah. Um PGA Junior League, which you guys obviously, in my opinion, dominate. 
as far as having all these kids and giving them access to play for like five bucks at a lot of the golf courses around. So that's kind of what that goes to. Um, so, you know, kudos to you guys because you guys do a heck of a job with those programs. Well, and it, they're giving them access to arguably the best facility in town. You know, it's great. They, they, that, that is only going to help those kids. I mean, you watch. Some of those kids that are on that junior league team are going to be pretty special golfers. You can tell. Yeah, I think we're just, you know, we're very fortunate in that respect that we, again, um, I, I say it's a family game, right? Um, we try to create an atmosphere out here where it's, it's more about hanging out with your friends than it is the golf, um, you know, very similar to how you are with your golf buddies when you go play on a typical day. So, um, but, yeah, you know, you touched on the youth on course. You know, if anybody is listening, that's a, that's a phenomenal program. You can get sign up for free. Um, it, it gives you access. Uh, you get a list of golf courses that will, you know, they have certain times and certain days that you can play, but it gives somebody an uh, opportunity to play golf for $5. And yeah. uh, this foundation, the, you know, we raise money so that, um, you know, the kid is only paying $5. And our foundation is covering the rest of the green fee, depending on what that facility is charging. So, um, you know, I'd encourage everybody that if, uh, you know, if, if you're not part of Youth on Course, I'd tell you to go download it and uh, sign up today. And, and again, we're looking to, um, with this foundation, we're looking to raise a bunch of money so that hopefully we can fund a lot of golf for a lot of junior golfers. So. Yeah, and that, that was all started in the Northern California section, weren't it, the Youth on Course? Yeah, so... Kudos to them because that's an awesome program. They get to play some pretty cool courses up there for five bucks. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I definitely came from California. They started out there, and it's been uh, dispersed across the country right now. So, yeah. um, you know, I'll tell you, I, my my son is a youth on course member, and uh, you know, when we go out of town, for example, you know, I'll just uh, hop on the app, find out who is, who is a part of it, what time, what their uh, restrictions are, and then we go play some golf. So it's yeah. uh, it's a, certainly it's a really good program, and, and again. It all, it, it all stems from this foundation that we're going to try to build up this year um, and then going into the future. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, help a lot of kids play golf, a lot of junior programs, a lot of military, PGA Hope programs, just to make sure that we're all playing golf and hopefully all playing it for a lifetime. Matt, you're right. That's great. We appreciate everything you do. Um, thanks for coming on, Matt. We, we're running out of time, but um, we appreciate everything you do. Matt, thanks again. You guys are awesome at Sandia. So if anybody wants to go head out there, you know, we've talked to Nick before, reach out to those guys, go to suncountrygolf.com. Look for that stuff. Youth on course. Um, we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, director of instruction alongside David Muddit. If you would like to inquire about golf instruction, leagues, club repair, fittings, email me G Espinosa at eight This is the eight Grady's golf show on ESPN radio. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hi, I'm Jerome Espinoza. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Well, you'll hear me talking to New Mexico Golf Saturdays, 10 to 11 a.m. And our final segment of the day is David's Dream Segment. We've talked about this quite a bit, but obviously with the, the Open kind of right around the corner. For those of you that don't know what the Open is, it used to be called the British. It's called The Open um, at St. Andrews, the, the big, uh, you know, St. Andrews and, and I'm not obviously a super, super, super freak about golf, but I know St. Andrews is one of the places that everybody would love to win the open. Um, and then tiger, you know, kind of coming back this week, heading over, I guess the pond we will say, um, I can tell you this, I saw him get out of that helicopter 
early in the week, and I'm just like, is he done? It's like, he it's, just, he's scared. And I'm a huge Tiger fan. I love Tiger. It's but incredible. Man, he looked not good getting out of that helicopter. He doesn't know how to say quit, does he? He is just. Well, I think you and I talked about this. I said this. You said something the other day, me on the range, about, you know, Tiger. And I said, well, that's because he's Tiger. Like, the rest of us don't think and do what oh, he no, does. Yeah. You got Tom Brady does the same thing. Peyton Manning, right? They're, those guys are just like, you got to drag them out of whatever field or whatever they're. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I've seen pictures of his leg. I've seen him, and I'm just like, I don't want him to be done. Because, again, I'm a massive Tiger fan, but, man, that leg just, it's got to be pieced together, and he came back. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, the guy is not not a normal person. No, heck no, he's, he's not. not a normal person. And you see him in person, too, and he doesn't even look real. He doesn't even look real. <laughs> What's that place where you go see all the wax figures? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, what, yeah. That's what he looks like. He doesn't look real. It's unbelievable. You're like, is this... Is this guy real? I've hit balls next to him like three or four times now, and it is, yeah, he's not, he's not, he might not even be human. I don't you know. You like maybe, sit there and just watch him? Maybe he's, he's an like, alien of some kind. He's like, are you know. warming up or are you going to watch me? Like you decide. Uh, so the first time it happened was at 2013 <laughs> at Oak Hill, right? The range there that week, they used a couple of holes from the other golf course. Oh, yep. So they had multiple T locations, and anyway, I ended up right next to him, and then there was this green. It was maybe 60, 70 yards, straight uphill, like massively uphill. You couldn't see the green. You could see half the flag, right? And the, it's soaking wet. It's tight, tight, bent grass into the grain, into the grain, <laughs> right? Them. Into the grain. For the golfers that know what that shot is like. <laughs> it's not it, it, it's a, You can do it, right? But you're going you're gonna to take a good chunk of turf with you. He hit one, didn't even move the grass. I'm like, oh, God, just saw Tiger blade one. He's bladed it. Lands, you can see lands right next to the hole. Stops. I'm like, did he mean that? He did it again and again and again <laughs> and again with the exact same trajectory without even touching the grass Jeez. with a lob wedge. And I'm just like, that is impossible. <laughs> You wanted to record it? Yeah, I'm Just like, sit there and watch him. I'd be cleaning. I'd have mud all over my clothes, yeah. like, my eyes. <laughs> and he's just clipping this thing. Like It was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Well, I, I, I was it. thinking about that yesterday when you and I were hitting balls. And I'm like, dude, I've heard he doesn't even take like divots. Like he has like tiny little boxes like, and he still just peers it. So that's exactly what you're talking about. But wet. Bent grass. Yeah, For just, anyone that knows what that is like, it's almost impossible not to take a divot. Yeah, I mean, it can't. It's <laughs> it's like the ball is on top of soup. And you cl imagine your club coming into a bowl of soup. How do you not hit the soup? Yep. Right? Because <laughs> the moment you touch it, it's digging straight in. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, he's not even. So, I mean, again, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I would love to see him play 10 more years selfishly the great golf that I watched in 2000 when it was just like he would show up to a golf tournament and he was winning like it just it wasn't even if he was anywhere sniff of the lead all those other guys would melt away well his if you look at the odds gambling's a bigger deal now on the golf because it's legal in a lot of places and, and there's more of it now and they make a bigger deal of it 
Tiger Woods there for a big stretch of his career was even money. Against the field. Against the field at a major championship. If you go look at the odds for the Open, I bet your favourite is probably McElroy at like 8 to 1 maybe. I was going to say 10. 8, 10 to 1 is your favourite typically. He was like odds on favourite to win, like 2 to (laughs) 1. Against 155 other pros. Every single... Where I, I could... I think the betting is most times when people do that, they take the field. If that bet comes up, I mean, you have 151 other guys. Yeah. Like, why would you not take the field? And he beat it almost every single time. I saw this, and there's billions of these, right? Like, we could go down a rabbit hole for seven hours. Let's do it. On these. But at the Schwab Challenge, this was obviously a couple weeks ago, whatever. Was that the one at um, Colonial? I believe so. Yeah. We're just in, so the, the current longest active cut streak on the PGA tour. And I don't know if it was cause Justin Thomas missed it or something like that. Was it like 20 but or something? He was 21. Yeah. Active, like the most cuts. And Tiger, then they have 105. Tiger. Try again. 142. Oh, I thought it was 105. From 1998. To 2005. I was at that 2005 event. Forty-two cuts. When he made. missed the cut. It was the Byron Nelson. It was in Dallas. I watched him play the last hole when he missed the cut. I mean, that's so, disgusting. It's, it's ridiculous. Let's say he he typically played, let's say, 20 to 22 events, right? 145. That is years without missing a cut. Years. It's it's disgusting. It's like some of these seven guys, years without missing a cut. And if people don't understand like that, like that doesn't happen. No, people aren't even close happen. to that right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, most times they win if they go play the next tournament, they're missing the cut. So like, he, during, during Phil's heyday, right, do you think he ever went more than like 10 events without missing a cut? Oh, there's no And way. he's the second best golfer of this generation, right, behind Tiger Woods. He is. They, he probably never went more than like 10. And he's won 45 PGA Tour events. I think I saw, you know, uh, again, this is a rabbit hole that's never ending. But in that, I think it was that 2000 era or that year of 2000 that Tiger Woods, and this is more golf nerd stuff, but his proximity to the hole on against the field, the tour. So we're not talking about yeah. the entire tour. He was hitting it. 10 to 15 feet closer against the entire tour that year that he that he dominated in 2000. So I saw a stat a while back about, well, it wasn't that long ago, about Scotty Scheffler's season and his oh, win yeah. percentage and top fives and, ten, and money and whatever. Money's kind of hard to go off now because it's so inflated. Well, he, but He got him that, yeah. right? But it was like his win percentage was like 25%. And that's just for this season. That's not even over, right? We've still got a few events. Tiger's win percentage for a 10-year stretch. 10 years. We're talking Scotty Scheffler's one season. Tiger's win percentage was like 33% over like a 10-year stretch. It's, when you see him put those things up, it's disgu- like It's not even real. It's like, no, that it's, can't be real. Well, it's like you said. Is he, he's not a human. Like, no, it's This ridiculous. guy is yeah. un- unbelievable with some of the stuff that he's done and then everybody freaks out like why does everyone love tiger woods i'm like well duh like yes have you 
He would regularly win seven, eight times in a PGA Tour season. Everyone's on Scotty Scheffler this year and Sam Burns. They've won three and four times, respectively. And that's an incredible, incredible season. Oh, it's spectacular. Tiger won 11 times one year, I think, or 10 times in a season. Was that, That's the year that he won, like, every major? And you've got to remember, Tiger doesn't play the smaller events. <laughs> He's winning majors, World Golf Championships, Bay Hill... The farmers like big the biggest events on the tour, the ones he's winning too. He's not going to against the, f- the best players. He's not going to a forty eight person live. He's not going to the tour. John Deere, for example, right? Oh yeah, where it's Well no disrespect to the John Deere. It's still a great tour event, great players, but he's winning against the top players in the world every time when we're talking about that. And it's I mean, at least from what I remember, like I said, he would walk on and if he was near or had the lead, it was over. Yeah. Those guys didn't even, they didn't make a push. No one got close to him. Like, and again, I didn't ever see him or compete with him, but they would just fold. Like they would even, you would see guys like playing with him, like just walking like a hundred yards behind yeah. him. Like, I don't even know what I'm watching right now. This and then occasionally the, the, the guy would stand up and really push him like a Bob May or Rocco Mediate. And they did. Just, he found a way to beat them. Every like he just, you know, what's maybe the most amazing Tiger Woods stat is take away 2019 Masters, which he won. He never won a major from behind after 54 holes. Oh, I know that until is crazy. that, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, well, he would stranglehold the lead. He'd get it, and then when just- he got the lead, he never gave it up. But what's amazing is he was one or two back loads of times and just didn't. Win from behind, which is so strange. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, in 19, those guys all fell apart. Like, they were making the mistakes, and he's known for yeah. just not making stupid mistakes. Like, he wouldn't do stupid stuff. Well, when he he's when he had the lead, doubles. he made them. They would have to beat him. He wasn't going to beat himself. So I guess when he was behind, he maybe had a little different mindset and thought he had to take a few more chances, you know? Yeah, that's And true. got in a little more trouble, maybe, than he would have otherwise. Um, Cause on twelve on night in nineteen, all those guys were going for that right flag stick at Augusta that everybody says, don't chase it, hit it over the bunker to the middle of the green, and he just let them make doubles and triples. Oh, that's when he you that's it. when you knew it could happen that year when he, he hit, hit it on the, the green middle, on twelve. I was running around like a kid. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna win this. He's gonna and win that's this. That's why everyone, you know, that's why everyone for the open is. Say, I guess I'm not sure of the yardage, but it's a shorter golf course and he can find his way around there and pull the magic. And who knows? Maybe he can. Oh, God. I mean, he's got to be able imagine? to walk. I know he's playing an awful lot of golf. He played, you know, this week. I heard he played again with Rory somewhere. So uh, that's the other part of it is how he recovers is, in my opinion, the biggest deal for him right now. How does he recover and handle? The grind of walking all that golf. Well, yeah, I think he can be ready for Thursday morning, no problem. But then he, you know, he's got to play 18 Thursday and he's got to get ready. He's got to do it Friday. He's got to, to be, to do that and be at the top of your game and fully ready for Sunday. That's asking a lot. Like I, you saw that Augusta, right? He got off to a good start, struggled a little on Friday and then just like capitulated because he was beaten. He was no, exhausted. I mean, I heard something that he has to get up at like three or four in the yeah. morning just to get it warmed up, to get his body going. Yeah. And that's not even, I mean, you know, you've obviously played in a couple PGAs where that's four rounds. Like, that's a ton of walking. 
Yeah. It's a lot of walking. I will say St. Andrews is pretty flat. But the issue with those links courses is there's so many li- – because it's just natural ground. There's so many little swales and bumps. Oh, Even right. though the course itself is yep. flat, yep. There are, your knees and ankles take a beating on all these little slopes and you get funky lies in the bunkers. And that is it's true. Not as easy as you, it's not as easy as walking – you know, uh, a course, yeah, yeah. I mean, anywhere really, like that doesn't have massive up and downs. Which are, St Andrews is flat as a pancake, really. That I mean, now that you said that, when I saw him at one of the tournaments in the practice, and he took like a funky step because yeah. the rough was big or tall, and he couldn't see, and I was like, oh my gosh, it looked like his ankle broke in half. Yeah, I know. That's the kind of stuff that we'll see. We'll, we'll see what he can do. Again, I'm rooting for him. I'll always root for him. I'm a huge fan of him, and I want him to do good. Golf wants him to do good. I think even the guys that play against him want to see him. Well, I can tell you this right now. If Tiger Woods walks down 18 at St. Andrews with the lead oh, on Sunday, gracious. it'll be nuts. There'll be so many players behind that green waiting. <laughs> I mean, it, it, which doesn't happen really with anybody else. No, no, no. You, you have your, like, if, if a South African wins or an Englishman, you typically have some countrymen that hang around to congratulate you. But Tiger, there'll be 30 of them, and they'll be from all over the world. Well, they'll be cheering for him. Let's, yeah. Like, we'd love to see him. And I, th- I even think, I mean, yeah, if you ask everybody in that field, hey, if you don't win the Open, who do you want to win it? I would hazard a guess that 90% of them would say Tiger Woods. Oh, for sure. I agree. It'll be... I mean, obviously, it's gives me be... goosebumps just talking about. It. Just imagine <laughs> if he actually could win this tournament. Like... It's going to be awesome to see. I'm excited to see it. I love it when he plays. I hope physically he can hold up. That's my. I just want to see him play. Like I want to see him play good golf, hold up, do it comfortably. I um, tell you what, though, if he has a lead on 17 tee box, I'm not going to be able to watch that tee shot. <laughs> so, so that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for joining us. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. We will be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11. If you have any questions or need some swing tips, email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com, and we'll talk about them on the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.